As a priest, uh, one of the perks that we have is that quite often we are invited to various sporting events. I've been blessed to go to some pretty significant and exciting games during my time as a priest, but probably the one that I remember the most or stands out the most is the 19, oh, sorry, the 2010 NFC Championship where the New Orleans Saints beat Brett Favre and the Minnesota Vikings in order to reach the Super Bowl. And what had happened was, is I was in Mamou at the time at St. Anne's there, and we were working with a company from Wisconsin uh, to talk about redecorating or renovating our church. And so if you remember, the Green Bay Packers lost to the Vikings, and therefore the Saints hosted rather than Green Bay hosting. The people from Green Bay, including the person that I was working with, was really super interested in watching Brett Favre and the Vikings, but realized that we, some of his clients in Louisiana, would be pretty interested in going to the game. And so the Friday before the game, in the afternoon, actually called and said, Father, I'd like to invite you to this NFC championship. Would you be interested in going? I said, absolutely. The only problem is, is I have the Sunday afternoon mass. Let me see what I can do. So I called my associate over and I said, Father, do you love Jesus in the Eucharist and the Holy Mass? <laughs> and he said, yes, I do. I said, do you love being a priest? And he said, yes, I do. I said, good. You can take the Sunday afternoon Mass while I go to the NFC Championship. <laughs> to which he said a few choice words. But I said, hey, wait a second, dude. One day you're going to be the pastor and you're going to be able to do that to your associate. So just... <laughs> realize that. So of course we went to the game, stayed, the beautiful Royal Sinesta, it was me and a few other priests. We had great seats, 13 rows up, Viking side about the 40 yard line, watched Brett Favre get demolished, watched the final uh, field goal, all the fireworks and just the excitement of knowing the Saints were going to the Super Bowl. I bring this story up because it sort of is connected to today's gospel. The gospel of the parable where the king invites guests to this sumptuous wedding banquet that he's holding for his son. Of course, as we know, a lot of the people refuse to go. Now, we can take this passage and sort of interpret it in light of its sort of very immediate meaning. Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, the Jews, who were invited to believe in Christ, but refused to do so, and therefore the invitation passed to the Gentiles. But like any good parable, there are a number of different ways that we could understand and interpret it. And one of the most consistent ways that we can look at it as a theme in this parable is that wedding supper which is a connection to the Holy Mass, a connection to the Eucharist, where the Father invites us as Christians and here explicitly as Catholics to come to that wedding supper of the Lamb, to come to the Holy Mass, where Christ the Bridegroom marries and gives himself to the church the Bride. This is what the Mass is, that wedding supper that sort of foreshadows and participates what we hear in the book of Revelation that eternal wedding supper of the Lamb. But the fact of the matter is, we know this. 
so wonderful to see people here at 9 p.m. Mass. We know that a very large amount of Catholics on the weekend do not accept that invitation to come to Mass. They don't accept the invitation to come to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And even Catholics who maybe consider themselves good Catholics will often get caught up in other things and not come to Mass as they ought to, refusing that invitation. And so we sort of look at that and realize it's true. But the fact connected is that very few people if offered tickets or really good tickets to a big Saints game are going to turn that invitation down. If I had turned that invitation to the NFC Championship, people would say, Father, you're crazy. So the thing, though, we've got to be able to ask if we're making this connection, what exactly would make someone turn down an invitation to a Saints game? And I'm sure there are many things that would make someone turn down the invitation. Maybe they don't like football, they have other obligations, their wife won't let them go, the Saints are terrible and they don't have a bag to put over their head. It could be a number of different things. But as I thought about it, there is one fundamental thing. The main reason that someone might turn down an invitation to go to a Saints game. And that doesn't deal so much with their immediate situation, or their like or their dislike of football, it deals with the fact that a person will turn down the invitation if they're not a New Orleans Saints fan. That's the issue. It's not so much about the game, but it's about their identity. If you're not a Saints fan, if you really don't care for the Saints, or you're sort of ambivalent, then you're going to say, ah, no, you can give those tickets to somebody else. That's the issue. The issue is we're going to turn those tickets down if we are not fans of the New Orleans Saints, if it's not part of our identity. Because if it's part of our identity, we're going to want to go to the game. We're going to have a Drew Brees jersey. We're going to have a little Saints fleur-de-lis on our car. We're going to know who the players are. We're going to listen to Bobby Abier on the radio every weekend. We're going to love the Saints. And our action and behavior flows from our identity as fans of the New Orleans Saints. And so I think if this is true, then we can make that connection to Mass. Why is it that someone would turn down the invitation to Mass? Again, there are a number of reasons, but I think it ultimately comes down to the person might not be Catholic. They may not have Catholicism as the core of their identity. And so if you ask someone who's a Buddhist or a, 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 a Protestant, hey, why don't you come to Mass? Well, I'm not a Catholic. Why do I want to do that? But even some Catholics who claim to be Catholic will turn it down because maybe their Catholic identity is not as strong as it ought to be. Their love to learn about the faith. They're willing to evangelize. 
They're willing to live the faith in a very, very radical way. Instead, eh, they just sort of go through the motion. Like if somebody was born up, my parents like the New Orleans Saints, I guess I have to like the New Orleans Saints too. Up, oh, my parents are Catholic, I was raised Catholic. And so yes, they say, I'm Catholic in my identity, but it's not something they've taken hold of. It's not a core to who they are. It's not part of their identity, or at least the most central part of their identity. And so that's the question. What jersey do you wear? If you're a Saints fan, you're going to wear your Drew Brees jersey, your Mark Ingram jersey, or your, your Archie Manning jersey. But as Catholics, if we claim that Catholicism and our faith is central to who we are, therefore we'll accept the invitation to Mass, whose jersey do we wear? Because the fact of the matter is, everybody wears a jersey. Everyone is a fan of something. Everyone is passionate about something. It could be school. It could be your favorite band. It could be hunting or outdoors. It could be sports. It could be the New Orleans Saints. It could be work. Whatever it is, that's the question we ask ourselves today. If we will admit that, hey, Catholicism and our belief in the faith of Christ is not central, is not the main jersey we wear, then what jersey do we wear? It doesn't mean that all these other things are bad, or these jerseys would be bad, but if it's not the Catholic one that we wear the most, that we're the most passionate about, then we have an issue. And so that's the connection to the second part of the gospel. Remember, the king sees this person there not wearing the wedding garment. He's there at the wedding, but he's not wearing the proper attire. He says, what are you doing here? And he kicks him out. And so, and this use the same analogy, it's like showing up to a Saints game or a Saints party wearing a Tom Brady jersey. Granted, arguably, it might always be a bad thing to wear a Tom Brady jersey. But that's for another discussion. So that's where it really becomes important. Because one day, we're going to have to face the king. And he's going to say, what jersey are you wearing? What wedding garment are you wearing? How has it defined your existence in life? And if we don't have as the core of our identity, our belief in Jesus Christ, and our belief in the beautiful elements of the faith, our love for the Eucharist, then we potentially could get kicked out of the eternal banquet. And so, how is it though, if we realize, hey, maybe I should be a little bit more passionate about the faith. I should be willing to always accept with a great eagerness, the invitation to come to Mass, which of course is more important than any football game, how can we do it? How can we kind of rile that passion up? Well, I think we can make the saint's analogy again to sort of give us some insight. First thing, if you're not really passionate about the saints, well then go to the game. Learn who the players are. Wear a jersey. Act like you are a fan of the Saints. Get involved with the cheers. And then hopefully the excitement of the game will rub off. 
and you'll come out a Saints fan. And so the same way, hey, the passion for the Mass isn't that great, will come. Prepare by reading the readings. Pay attention to what goes on. Sing the songs. Receive the Eucharist. Really enter into the Mass. Then hopefully in the same way, there may be some passion. Second thing is, is if you want to be a fan of the Saints, start hanging around Saints fans. People who love the Saints, who can tell you the whole history of the Saints. Hopefully that'll rub off, particularly if you go to a game or you watch the game. You'll have some of their excitement brought into your own life. And so the same thing, start hanging around people who love the Mass, who invite you to come to Mass, who talk to you about the beauty, who love their Catholic faith and the hope that it will rub off on you. The third thing is something that's a little different. It's something a lot of people believe that should apply to football, but eh, it really doesn't. The number one thing when I go to a sports game and I wear my collar, inevitably some person, they usually have drunk a couple of beers, will say, Father, pray for the saints. Pray we win. And I say, no, I'm not going to. I'll pray that we, we, no one gets hurt. But God really doesn't care who wins football games. Maybe the rarest occasion he does. He cares about things much more important than that. He doesn't care who wins a football game. It's, just, it's ridiculous to believe that. But, and so praying for the football game is probably not going to really in, uh, impact the outcome. But praying for a love for the mass, praying for a passion for the faith, will impact our minds and our hearts. And that's the real goal. Not only that we'll grow in love for the Eucharist and always willing to very, very enthusiastically accept that invitation, but more importantly, proudly wear that jersey of Catholic to let others know about our belief in Christ, the gift of the church, and the gift of the Eucharist. Amen.